Good evening. Thank you, as always, for listening. As you know, this is KG, and you're listening to another podcast of KG and the Fifth Wildcat. Sunday evening, Rockets are about to tip off a little more than an hour versus the Golden State Warriors. Let's get right in and talk about those Houston Rockets. They're on a three-game winning streak, and apparently some people in the city of Houston are thinking the Rockets have accomplished great things and are going to do tremendous things in the playoffs based on a three-game winning streak over a banged-up Denver Nuggets team. The best win of the three so far is a road win at Portland. And they win over the Phoenix Suns and they play defense in the fourth quarter against the Phoenix Suns. Listen to how that sounds. The Rockets play defense against the Phoenix Suns, who have one player, Steve Nash. I'm not impressed. I'm impressed with the fact that the Rockets are winning on the road. But beyond that, big deal. They've done well on the road trip. They're 3-1. and one. But let's not act like Kyle Lowry is a true legitimate candidate for MVP. Where did all that stuff come from? Where was this talk last week after the Rockets got their behinds kicked by the Timberwolves twice and were annihilated by, you know, they lost to Milwaukee, they lost to Minnesota twice, they blew a lead to San Antonio. That was less than 10 days ago. And now the Kyle Lowry is the MVP candidate? Really? I beg to differ, but I digress. Rockets play tonight in the Warriors. It's a game they should win because Warriors are 9-14. The Rockets are making hay against the teams under 500, which is a good thing. But they're 6-6 six six versus teams 500 or better. The Rockets are 16-11 overall, which means they're 10-5 against teams under 500. So they played 15 of their 27 games against teams under 500. 12 games against teams at 500 or better. Only one other team in the Western Conference has played less than 12 games against teams at 500 or better. And surprisingly, that's the Oklahoma City Thunder, who's only played 11. But the Thunder are 8-3 in those 11 games. Don't get me wrong, you know, everybody knows, who knows me knows I'm a pessimist, but I'm also a realist. I said last week in the podcast that the Rockets are a good team. They're not a great team. So let's not jump to conclusions and crown them you know, the first round of the playoffs. To do that, they're going to have to make a trade. If the Rockets were so great, Daryl Moore would not have tried to, or traded for Paul Gasol and then had plans to sign an A via free agency. Moore knows the Rockets have limitations. Moore knows the team has, them, has flaws. 16-11 is a decent record. It's a good record. It's better than 500, obviously, five games above 500. But it does not mean they're a great basketball team. So let's not treat them as such. The rest of this week, they will round out the six-game road trip in the Rockets to uh, their benefit. The six games of this road trip have been spread out over low 12, 13 days. There are some teams in the NBA who played five games in a week. So, so for the Rockets to play six games in 10, 11 days has been a benefit to them. They played Memphis at Memphis on Valentine's night. And then they have a, a good test on the 15th versus the Thunder at home in front of hopefully to be a sellout crowd. Then after that, then on Friday, they'll play the Timberwolves once again. Some of the Rockets and Timberwolves have played each other 50 times in this shortened season. So we'll see how things go. But the Rockets are not playing a lot of great teams right now. But to their credit, especially to their business credit, 
the bench and the reserves are playing great. Chase Budinger is playing much more confident, scoring the ball, coming off the bench. Corey Lee's playing well. Ronald Dragic is playing well. So the bench players have really stepped up, which has been a plus since Kevin Martin is in a slump. And as everybody who follows the Rockets knows, Kevin Martin doesn't do anything besides score. So if he's struggling to score, he's really a liability everywhere else on the basketball floor. So kudos to Kevin McHale for pushing the right buttons. I'll, I'll go that far. Other than that, that's it. Now, on the local college scene, as a University of Houston alum, as a proud Houston Cougar, I'm going to talk about the sorry state of the University of Houston basketball program, men and women. The Cougar men lost for the third straight time to the Rice Owls. That, that, that's, that's hard for to even fathom. The Cougars have lost three straight, three straight times to the Rice Owls, but they have. Wednesday they lost in Hawthorne to the Owls, 79-71. The Owls played zone defense down the stretch of the game, and it seemed to befuddle the Cougars, who just seemed like they had no idea how to attack it, despite going over zone offense in practice. But the Owls' young players, Jarrell Rochelle, their freshman Dylan, El- Dylan Ennis, stepped up, made big plays. And let's, let me say this. The Owls missed their first 14 shots in the basketball game, and yet finished the game shooting 50%. Which tells you the Owls heated up and the Cougars' defense once again fell asleep. The Cougars had too much athleticism, in my opinion, to be such a horrible defensive ball club. And when they followed that defensive, just poor effort Wednesday with another sorry effort on Saturday night when they got rocked at Tulsa 72 48. Cougars offense took a siesta this time. So when your defense is bad and your offense struggles, you're not going to win. And as a result, the Cougars are 11 and 13 overall, and a sorry 3 and 8 in Conference USA, 11th place out of 12 teams. Inexcusable, in my opinion. I said it before. I'd not expect them to get to the NCAA tournament this year, but I sure as hell expect them to play a hell of a lot better than they're doing right now. Definitely be more competitive. They've played six. Road games in Common USA. Been blown out in all six. And that is inexcusable. I wrote a commentary on um, my Basketball for Thought blog. You can see the link to it on the homepage of Houston Round Ball Review, which is HoustonRoundBallReview.com. And I talk about uh, the Cougars. And this is just the uh, commentary a few days after colleague and fellow Cougar alum Sam Kahn of the Chronicle wrote. Um, what's wrong with the Cougars in his opinion had quotes from Coach Dickey and, and Darian Thibodeau senior Darian Thibodeau and sophomore Alanis Harris so read my commentaries to get a few more of my thoughts on that Cougar women season's almost over thank goodness they lost two more games in, in the week they lost 71-51 at home at Tulane and then Sunday afternoon they got smashed at Memphis 69-41 this Harvard basketball team is 2-21 overall, 1-10 in conference. Their next game is on the road versus East Carolina. And before today, East Carolina had zero wins. So Thursday's matchup will be for last place because East Carolina won a ball game today in conference. So it'll be a battle of one-win teams on Thursday, matchup between the University of Houston Cougars and the East Carolina Pirates. I wonder how many fans will be there for that one. 
the Rice Isles. The men are now 65 overall in Conference USA after they won on the road, 79-71 over the Cougars. They won a offensively challenged ball game Saturday night, 43-39 over the SMU Mustangs inside the House of Tudor. But nonetheless, a win is a win. That was a 15-11 overall, 65 in CUSA. The women, Rice Isles, won Sunday afternoon, 55-48. Over Tulsa, despite shooting about 24-25% in the ball game, clearly the Owls' defense is, is, is much improved, but their offense is hideous. But for them to win the ball game by seven points, kudos to them. This is after Sunday afternoon. They only had one game this week. It was today. That 45-41 win over the loss to UTEP. UTEP's the best team in Conference USA. They're undefeated. UTEP averages about 65 points a game, so I also saw them the 45 last Sunday. So the Owls defense is far ahead of the Owls offense. 55-48, Owls win today. Their next game will be in New Orleans at Tulane on Thursday, February 16th. Tulane lost on the road in El Paso today versus UTEP. And the Miners are, have swept the top two teams, their second and third place teams, I believe, in Conference USA. So they have about a two and a half game lead with five games left to go in regular season. And as everyone who listens knows, I have my NCAA mock selection exercise later on this week. And one of the teams that will be discussed is uh, UTEP. You know, they're undefeated right now in Conference USA. Conference is not great this season. But the question will be, if the Miners do not win the Conference USA tournament, do they deserve an at-large bid? That's going to be a fun discussion, believe me. HBU women. Their game had a game Tuesday on February 7th versus Texas Southern. They lost 54-44. HBU was already bad this year, but they lost their star player, freshman Steenholt, to ACL injury a couple weeks ago. Their offense has really gone down the toilet. So they're now 1-20 on the season, 0-4 in Great West Conference play. The men won a game last night, 93-72 over, here's the, here's the school's name, over Ecclesia. 93-72. No, that is not a conference opponent, but it's a win. Huskies get back in conference play on the 16th with a home game versus Chicago State. They're 8-16 overall, 1-4 in Great West. The... Uh, Women Huskies go on the road and play Chicago State Thursday night as well. Prairie View. Prairie View, 9-13 women. Lady Panthers are 9-13 overall, 6-5 in the SWAT. They squeaked out a 56-55 victory over Jackson State Saturday. The fellas, the offense just couldn't get it done against Jackson State. After that, in a double hitter, they lost to Jackson State 62-48 to to go to 6-5 and swag playing 10-14 overall. Both our teams play Grammy State Monday night on the hill. The ladies first at 5.30. Fellas about 8 o'clock tip-off after that. The Chiefs to Lady Tigers. Ladies lost 51-50 Saturday afternoon inside the H&PE Arena. They're now 2-9 in the SWAC, 4-18 overall. The men got back on winning track with a 72-54 victory over the G-men. They're 8-15 overall, excuse me, 7-4 in the SWAC. And TSU hosts Jackson State Monday, ladies first, 5-30. Fellas after that, 8 o'clock. Earlier in the week, if you don't know, the Rockets slash Toyota Center was announced as a host of the 2013 NBA All-Star festivities. 
I am hoping and planning to be there, say another credential and cover it as usual. It's a it's a fun event. It's, it's not really a great thing for media overall, but it's fun to see the city get recognition from a global perspective and have um, outside media come see how great the city of Houston is, as all of us know. Looking forward to that. My Super Bowl prediction. I didn't quite get the score right, but I got the winner right. The Giants beat the Patriots in a thriller, as everybody knows, last week. I want to talk about Giselle and her comments after the game, throwing her receiver, her man receiving under the bus. She has her opinion. So be it. Uh, I want to say rest in peace and condolences, first of all, to the family and friends of Whitney Houston. Rest in peace, Whitney. Outstanding talent, outstanding singer. As always, this is KG. You know me. You listen to the KG and the Fifth Little Wildcat podcast. I want to touch on one thing that I want to mention every podcast from here until March 27th. The Guy V. Lewis Award presentation will take place at the Bayou City Event Center. There is a link on the homepage of my site to where you can register to attend the event. You can buy a table, buy tickets to the event, or buy a complete table. Um, if you don't know, the Bayou City Event Center is 9401 Night Road is the address. More information, registration is on uh, the HoustonAlumni.com website, but you do not have to be a U of H alum to attend the presentation. We are going to announce the Boys Player of the Year, High School Boys Player of the Year for the greater Houston area. The top ten finalists will be in attendance with their guests as well. It's going to be, we're making, we're having big plans for the event. Everything is going well. The top 20 watch list for the award is on the website GuyVLewisAward.org. Fans can go there. You'll be able to vote. When we, when we pare down the awards, you can choose your top 10, and then based on the votes received, well, obviously the player that receives the most votes will be the winner. Yes, Cougar fan, Daniel House is one of the uh, final 20. So if you want to show some love to Mr. House and go vote for him, check out GuyVLewisAward.org and also visit HoustonRoundBarReview.com for a link to how to register and attend the presentation on March 27th. It will be from 7 to 10 p.m. It's the Tuesday before the Final Four. So it's easy to remember that. Tuesday before the Final Four, and that is the plan to have that date, that day of the event annually. The Tuesday before the Final Four will be the day of the Gabby Lewis Award presentation. So we're planning to make it an annual event. This inaugural one, you know, if we have any kinks, we'll get them ironed out. And then from here on now, we have big plans to do it bigger and better 2013 and beyond. But March 27th, 2012 will be the first one. Get your tickets. Get there and enjoy yourself. And we're going to do big things and recognize the award, the, the medal that we have designed for the winner is outstanding. It, it's excellent. I won't go into too many details right now because I'm trying to keep it hush-hush. But check out GavyLewisAward.org for more information on that. I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Guys, I get ready for the Rockets and the Warriors and see if uh, Rockets can make a four straight on the road and uh, go to four and one on the road trip. I want to touch on one thing. As I mentioned, uh, Kevin Love was suspended. He served a two-game suspension for his foot stomp on Luis Scola, despite apologizing 
to Luis and the Rockets in the locker room after Saturday, last Saturday's game on February 4th, I believe it was. So, but the league said, no matter, you're still being suspended for that. I'm not sure if I'll do a blog or a write-up or a podcast while I'm in Indianapolis at the headquarters. I'm not sure if I have any time for it because they have pretty much time allotted to get in, discuss, and discuss, and discuss, and then get back get back home. So we'll see how things go. But follow me on Twitter, at T-H-E-H-R-Review. Also, the Houston Round Bar Review Facebook fan page. Check that out. Tell your friends about Houston Round Bar Review. Tell your friends about the podcast. The more people who know, obviously, the more I like it. The more I appreciate your, your input. Ask me questions. Don't be shy. Ask me questions. Share your comments. I don't know everything. Trust me. I don't know everything. Give me your thoughts. Give me your input. Let me know what you would like me to do differently. Check out the HoustonRoundBarView.com. Check me out at Twitter. Check me out on, at, at YouTube, the Houston Roundball channel. I'm trying to do things. Podcasts on iTunes. I'm trying to do a little bit of everything. I'm still thinking about doing Ustream. Probably more toward uh, summertime. We'll see how that goes. Maybe I do that. Uh, have a Ustream presentation in Women's Final Four in Denver in a couple of months. Who knows? I'm not sure. I'll play everything by ear. But thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. I'm KG and... As always, in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.